Good morning, Grapevine fam and our fellow Texans. This is Nikki Wooding and my co-host, Giannis Banks. How are you doing, sir? Yeehaw. (laughs) Okay, we have some good news for our listeners. Yeah, we do. We are now available to stream. Not we, I should say our show is available to stream online. So if you have Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, and FM Player, guess what? We are there. So you can access our podcast links on the KAZI website. That's www.kazifm.org. Or you can type us into your search bar on your favorite platform. And we'll be there. Look for our logo. Actually, last week's show, which was awesome about Ukraine, you can get the full episode on the various platforms. And just as a reminder, this is a snippet of the show because the full show is available on the podcast because you only get a little bit of it. So we get more in-depth in conversations, touch on a couple more topics Mm -hmm. so you can stay up to date and get the latest and greatest. Yeah, we get to talk longer. Exactly, exactly. Subscribe, tune in. Yeah, daylight savings time is still kicking me. It's kicking everybody. I know. I've been kicked this whole week. I know. Well, I guess the only good news is my gripe is bipartisan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the one thing that can bring the sides together. Right. So, if you haven't heard, a bipartisan bill was passed in the U.S. Senate on Tuesday that would make daylight savings time permanent starting in 2023. So, it will end the twice annual changing of clocks. So, if you don't know, which I hope you do know, we just went through daylight savings time. Our clocks went forward an hour and we lost an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. I need it back. Of course, we change our clocks again at the end of the year in the fall where we fall backwards and we actually gain that hour of sleep back. But the Senate has said that it has caused a lot more issues than helped us by changing the clock. Yeah. So it's good for the kids. It's good for the dogs. If we, or I should say your pets, if we do away with it. Right. And stop moving around with the time, you know, stress levels. All that good stuff will be theoretically better. Right. And what I found most interesting about it was people having heart attacks and high anxiety during the changing of the clock. I found that kind of interesting just being the fact that, yeah, we all have anxiety from that hour of sleep loss. Mm-hmm. But there's 71% of Americans that prefer to no longer switch their clocks. Yeah. So I guess in 2023, we'll be joining Arizona and Hawaii. Maybe. Two states that don't change their clocks. You're right. It is a maybe still because you're right. It's just in the Senate. It has to go back to the House representatives right. to pass and to get to Biden's desk. We will see where that leaves us in time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jokes. Right, you like that? I see you. Do, do, do. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> but despite the time change, we have South by Southwest going on here. You know, we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, you've been excited. Oh, I know. Why, um, why you sound so sad all of a sudden? Well, you just, you just put it on me as though nobody else was. I think a lot of folks were excited. You were just <laughs> leading the charge. Right, but and we went to a South by Southwest event called She's a Pro. It was an award show and an artist showcase, and it was highlighting some of the entrepreneurship in the black community. There were various black women yes. that were awarded for their commitment to uplifting those in the community in their various capacities, mm-hmm. from attorneys to artists. Yep. We had an alcohol entrepreneur, or I should I wouldn't know, a adult beverage entrepreneur. Okay. Yes. In that industry. Well, she just um, alcoholic. We had I know. Alcohol. I had that's why I had to like nobody drinks like her. They gave her an award. <laughs> okay. Also the food was amazing. Yeah. Shout out to the vendors, food vendors that were out there. Of course, Austin is known for being a foodie town. And let me tell you, they did not disappoint. So from the jumping trampolines and everything else, it was a good time had by all. Yeah. Look, look, Bree, jump on it. Don't be mad. I didn't make it. You know what? I actually went to their booth. Yes. That's where I got my food from. Which Jump booth? on it. Yes. Yes. And their food was really good. Yeah, they did this event a few years ago right before the pandemic hit. I don't remember 
what year it was now. But it's nice to see how it's grown. It was good to see folks out there. I do know that KAZI's own Lady Joy was one of the people who got recognized. I shall shout out to her for that. Just shout out to all the ladies who are getting recognized for the hard work that they do for the city, especially during this woman's history month you are noticed we do see what you're doing and it's great that they are recognizing you for all your hard work and the time and energy that you put into making not just the community better but the city better mm-hmm. and shout out to all those who came out and performed and also it's a reminder if you're traveling into the city of austin this week do be prepared for traffic due to south by southwest there is a lot of people that have congregated here in the city. Interstate 35 is a parking lot at some periods of the day. So it's normal. Catch you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. But it is definitely exacerbated by this conference, I guess. What yeah. is South by Southwest Conference? A- Festival. Festival. That's the word. It's all of that. All of that. I know. I mean, it's been really fun. But let's jump into some stories. So let's talk about our good old friend, COVID. I don't know him. I know, right? COVID has, well, I would say reared its ugly head again, but hey, y'all, it never left. Nope. The pandemic is back on the rise, especially in international countries such as China, UK, and Europe. If you haven't heard, China is already in a lockdown where 37 million residents are now at home under varying different levels of lockdown, if you will. Mm -hmm. This was due to a recent spike in hospitalization and infection that is going around. So if you don't know, I think a lot of us checked out when the Omicron strain came around, but there is another variant that's also so a part of this uptick. It's a variant of the variant. A variant, actually it is. It's a yeah. variant of the variant. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. So Omicron is deemed BA1. Okay. And BA2 is a sub-variant of Omicron and was detected in January. That variant already has a nickname. It's called the stealth variant. See, um, Because at first glance, in lab tests, they look exactly like the other COVID variant. Supposedly, this new variant this new variant is 30% more transmissible okay. than the initial Om- or the original Omicron. Okay. It is now causing one out of five cases, COVID cases, worldwide. Look, stop trying to give it a cool name. That's you. Okay, I'm about to say I didn't do that. Them. Uh-huh. Don't make it sound cool. It's the stealth variant. What? Right, right. You got the basic Omicron. I got the stealth, man. Come on. And in addition to China being on lockdown, we have the UK and Europe who's also experiencing an uptick mm-hmm. in their cases. They are working with the CDC here to kind of understand what's going on and why these stories are important is we were able to kind of forecast a lot that's been going on, the different waves that we've had here in the US by watching the upticks in the modules of the infection rates and hospitalization rates in other countries, Mm -hmm. specifically Europe. So when we have spring break, where we have kids that are possibly with their families in Europe right now or visiting other countries, we have to make sure that we're aware of what's going on. There has been a lot of scientists that have actually come out, and one specifically, Deborah Fuller, Mm -hmm. she said that, you know, we can't let our guard down because the message that people get when we say we're lifting restriction is the pandemic is over. Right. And it's not. I mean, you have former President Obama. Mm -hmm. He tested positive on Sunday Mm -hmm. for COVID, and he came out with his statement and said, you know, let me be clear. I have a scratchy throat for a couple of days, uh, right. but I'm feeling fine otherwise. Right. It's what he said on Twitter. That was my terrible impersonation. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> he says, Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted. To be clear, he did not say, let me be clear. I don't want to misquote him and somebody have Obama coming after me, whatever. And then the second gentleman, Doug Imhoff, Vice President Kamala Harris' husband, he tested positive for COVID as well on Tuesday. So it's still there. As you mentioned, you're seeing people post on social media their travels again. You know, they mm-hmm. we're 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 good. I'm back. I'm back out here. I'm moving. I'm in Mr. International. We, out, we Mr. International. Yeah, we we moving around. Big things. I couldn't wait to get out and get around. Remember, this thing is still there. Y'all were being clean and washing your hands when this first started. Don't slip back to your nasty ways of not washing your hands and covering your mouth with your elbow or what have you. Keep up those hygiene 
hygiene habits you hopefully picked up. Right. I, I hope. You know, keep those up because like the flu is going to be here, COVID is going to be here probably forever. You know, at some point we will get treatment for it like we have for the flu. But until then, still take it serious. You can have fun, but be cognizant of what you're doing, where you're at, how many people you're around, and even what they're doing. Right. There could be some sick folk around you and you're just not paying attention. Right. I think another thing that they said as well is although we're being, we being the governments, the state governments are laxing their mandates and restrictions as quickly as they said, put the mask down. We need to be amendable to pull them back up. Should we go back into a spike or I should say an outbreak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people's who whole thing was I need to be, it needs to be my choice where well, you need to choose to put this mask back on and help us keep it away. Right. As countries are closing down overseas, well, our country is opening back up. I think all 50 states yes. have eased their mandates and restrictions to permit unvaccinated and some of the protocols that were in place to be terminated, I guess, if you want to just put it that way. But I think that this is going to leave a lot of contradiction of how this is going to be handled. Yeah. And I think that one story that definitely highlighted that was recently on Sunday with Kyrie Irving. He was unable to play in the Brooklyn Nets game that was on Sunday. Since he was unable to play, he bought courtside seats to cheer on his team. All right. Well, team ended up winning over the New York Knicks. Kyrie was hugging his teammates. Okay. Went to the locker room. Oh, no. Right. This is where we went wrong. Mm, now um, he, this is where well, he went, he went wrong. wrong. I wasn't right? there. I um, didn't tell him to go. And so on Tuesday, the NBA fined the Brooklyn Nets organization $50,000 mm-hmm. for allowing Kyrie Irving into the team's locker room. Yeah, they Sunday. knew better. I think it's kind of interesting that this is happening because... The New York mandate specifically says that the general public no longer has to be vaccinated or show proof of vaccine. However, if a worker is performing their job in person, that they have to have proof of receiving at least one dose of the COVID vaccine Mm -hmm. that is prohibiting Kyrie from playing. Right. This means if we worked for a concert say we whatever company xyz company mm-hmm. puts together concerts we're not vaccinated right right that means we can't work at the concert however we can attend the concert as a regular fan get a ticket yes. and be able to attend yes how much sense does this make? Well, to take it a step further for Kyrie's situation, and this is where folks are frustrated about the rule. I don't think folks are frustrated that he can't play. Well, some people are. Mm-hmm. But the frustration that boils up for everybody is that, or for most people, is that a visiting team can show up and they don't have to prove that they're vaccinated or they had the one shot of being vaccinated. So if, as long as you're not from New York, you can be from Illinois, Seattle, wherever, you're allowed to play. Right. Even if you're not vaccinated and have no proof of it because you don't live in New York. Right. You're good to go. Right. And that makes zero sense. No sense. Right. If you're not going to let Kyrie play, then those who show up and not vaccinated should have to follow the same rules if it's about the people's health and the health of the community and those who are out there. Right. I feel like there's going to be a lot of contradiction. It's going to happen in a lot of these states that have similar mandates. Because where do you draw the line and how do you create an environment that the staff can still get COVID from a concert goer, if you think about it? Mm. All because you're vaccinated doesn't make you immune from COVID. However, it does weaken the symptoms. And we do know that there are advantages of getting that COVID shot and booster. But it's just going to be interesting to see how this is all going to play out. Also, the question is, are we going back into mandate season because of the fact that it's starting to spike again. I don't. You never know, right? Right, right. Um, we don't know what direction this is going to go, which way the wind's going to blow. I think Pfizer and others have recommended a fourth booster, mm-hmm. uh, if I remember correctly. So, again, it's going to be here forever. We are going to have to figure out how to live with it. Mm-hmm. But we also going to need to have the treatment to help us live with it and not just have a vaccine that makes it a little less worse, right? Right. Uh, as far as your symptoms go, because it still impacts people in different ways. And once again, we have the variants. 
So. Right. But, you know, moving along, we do have, of course, we have a pandemic going on and we have a war going on right now in Ukraine. On Tuesday, Russia ordered sanctions against Joe Biden. There was a list of U.S. officials that were also included with these sanctions. But there were also two surprises in there. One was the former Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. The sanctions will block their entry into Russia and freeze any assets held in the country. There is a nice little list of different people, including the press secretary, defense secretary, and other members of the administration. As a caveat to this, the Russian officials have claimed that should the U.S. officials need to come into the country yeah, to we'll, meet, we'll let you come. right, that they'll let them on in the country, mm-hmm. <laughs> which right. is interesting. It's all for show. I mean, they even it is for show. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, right? They've even did the sanctions to them as well as some Canadian lawmakers as well. So you know, they have to show. Putin has to show something. I know, but it's not like any of these people are going on vacation in mm-hmm. Russia. Nobody's going on vacation to Russia, and, and, and they don't have money in Russia. Right. And none of their financial institutions. So, yeah, this is just for him to show that those who are in favor or supporting him in Russia, mm-hmm. that, look, I'm not taking this lane down. This is what we're doing to fight back at him. For those right. who are, you know, interfering or whatever they want to say. So it's, yeah, it, it's just all for show. Sometimes you, you, you just want to puff your chest and stick it out, I guess, and say, hey, look, I'm bad too. I can do the same thing. Right. Meanwhile, in Ukraine, there has been a rise in the killings of civilians. Two of those civilians recently have been journalists. One from Fox and another Ukrainian journalist was killed this past weekend. You know, it's sad because they're there to just give stories from the ground and let us know what's going on. Because if we were to depend on some countries, media, then we wouldn't get the truth. But they're out there trying to get information out of what's really happening in Ukraine. I just, I, I really do send our condolences out to the family, friends, and colleagues of both of these journalists. Because, I mean, it's definitely a sad situation when you're just simply, the name press on their bulletproof vest mm-hmm. could make them a target. Right, well, and it shouldn't, though, because under the Geneva Convention, Come on, they're research. civilians. Mm-hmm. And civilians are not meant to, are, are not allowed to be targeted, I should say, in these engagement of war. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to call it what Putin calls it, what he says, a special operation or whatever he wants to call it. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to call it in war, it's an armed conflict. Mm-hmm. So there's no skating around that. Well, it's not a war. It's a special, op- it's an armed conflict, fam. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens from this, especially if they were directly targeted. Right. Um, that's going to be some problems. I know there was the captured Russian, I believe he was a general or, or a colonel who went before the Ukrainian press this weekend was saying how, was confessing to how he committed war crimes. He was ordered to commit war crimes and, and kill some civilians intentionally and he knows he's going to have to pay for it and Russia needs to stop this war or what have you. Yeah, if they did that in, on purpose, it's going to be you know, yeah, the winners, I guess kind of dictate some things but this seems to be bigger than that and it's going to be interesting to see how does the rest of the world want to handle that if they are out there purposely killing and there's been other civilians not just reporters who folks have you know Mm -hmm. talked about the hospitals and things so it's going to get uglier yeah and what i find most interesting is i believe one of the journalists was from fox news Mm-hmm. You know, Fox News has been really um, one of the networks that's been encouraging Putin and his regime. They've had several guests on there that have sided with the Russian forces and have even told folks that the U.S. should stay out in different capacities. And I find it interesting that this journalist was actually, you know, subjected to some of the rhetoric that his employer was spewing out. And it, it might have cost him his life. Yeah. You know, because I think you mentioned before, Russia was actually using mm-hmm. sound bites from Fox News in their propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson is the one they play a lot, translated for mm-hmm. folks to understand. And then even with Candace Owens, who, who isn't a part of Fox News, but she subscribes to a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. Her tweets have been supportive of Russia as well. And they've been putting those out there to show that, look, see, we're not doing wrong. There's folks in America who are supporting us, right. and it doesn't help. Right. Um, 
it, it doesn't help. And you had a congressman who called, a sitting congressman who called the president of Ukraine um, a bully and a terrorist and the whole nine. And so there's that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, man. It, it, it's crazy. Meanwhile, while Russia is ordering sanctions and killing innocent civilians they're actually also going broke because they're reaching out to china now to request assistance from them because their financial reserve is running low russia has requested china to give it military support for the war in ukraine and basically to counteract the battering its economy has taken from the sanctions imposed by the united states europe and asian nations it will be interesting to see what happens because, again, this is just the request. I don't believe there's anything out there yet that says that China has actually fulfilled those requests in any capacity. But it'll be interesting if they do because it will definitely show that they've taken a side. And it definitely changed the dynamic of things mm-hmm. to know that the superpower is behind Russia. Yeah, the U.S. <laughs> though have said they have had conversations. Mm-hmm with China mm-hmm. and have let them know that they don't need to jump in it. Right. There will be some problems. Right. If they decide to jump in it, be some consequences. Uh, there'll be some problems and some consequences of, mm-hmm. uh, of our large-scale sanctions evasion efforts or support to Russia to backfill them as what high-ranking U.S. officials let them know. Mm-hmm. They said we would not allow that to go forward and allow there to be a lifeline to Russia from these economic sanctions from any country mm-hmm. anywhere in the world and I think that's hinting to some of the countries over in the Middle East who've been talking to Russia as well because Russia has some debts due and mm. so they're trying to figure this out too and so yeah I think they're, they're trying to put that word out there that look stay in your place because we're going to talk about black folks in Russia who knew who knew what they're black Russians it's of not course. just a drink no it's um, of course with black people everywhere but it was an interesting story from Andrew Ghetto he is in St. Petersburg and he wrote an article about kind of alienation of black people in Russia and how it has been a constant over the years and it's not necessarily due to rate well he claims it's not necessarily due, due to blatant racism but rather due to ignorance and a complete lack of awareness about global black history it just shows the effects of how the propaganda machines can affect people culturally because one of the biggest problems is casual racism, like taxi drivers leaving as soon as they see a black passenger or bartenders refusing to serve them or serve us. I shouldn't say just them. Them for no apparent reason. Some of the issues out there also include talking about race in school because it's it's currently a conversation that's avoided altogether and the inclusion of Africans in the Russian labor market. And I think that this also goes into some of the evacuees that are leaving Ukraine. And I think we we touched on that with Dr. Ashby last week of why people were being pushed away at the border. Mm -hmm. And you have to really kind of delve in and think about what's being told to them about the black community. Is it the the stigma that's already out there that black people are thugs and they're uh, inferior race and things of that nature versus a more inclusion conversation? As he was pointing out in this article, it is, it seems that this stems from there being a lack of information that's coming into Russia's borders to inform the people about some of the black excellence that we highlight on our show or Black History Month or some of the contributions of our forefathers and our ancestors. I just think that it's just very interesting to see how this propaganda definitely affect, trickles down into various communities. Right. And, you know, you read some of these stories and they talk about how it's hushed up and it's not surprising when you have state-run media, right? They right. want you to just to highlight the great stuff. Why are we so great? This is why we're great. And not think about and deal with some of the issues that people who don't look like them mm-hmm. uh, are going through. And, and these stories are not one-offs. I think any black person listening to what you're just talking about will be like, that sounds 
familiar. Right. That sounds like a certain time period. Even now, over in this country, right? Right. They talked about how there's signs that was say, basically saying that that allowed in different places, whether it's apartments or things of that nature. It's hard no matter where you go. For black folks, it, it really appears that there's gonna be these issues. There's gonna be these problems. Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks more to when you see a person of color, but in particular a, a black person and you're somewhere else, they always give that that head nod. Right. That friendly high. My buddy who was traveling uh, for school, that's one thing he did talk about of when he was over in Italy and in Spain. And you had the, 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 the immigrants, the African immigrants who were there who were doing jobs, like st- sweeping the streets because that's all they could do. They would let them do. Folks there always look, like, look down on them. Mm. Act like they weren't there, and he said even though there was some tension between him and them, just because he was Black American and whatnot, he always made sure to acknowledge them and speak and okay. let them know, "I see you." Mm-hmm. You know, whether they were friendly or receptive or not, he made sure to say, "Hey, how you doing?" or, or "Good morning" or right. whatever, because it's you know, no matter where we go, you know, we uh, you can see we need that camaraderie. That I don't know if we agree on things, but because you look like me. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 cool for the time being. Now we'll fight for the others later on. But hey, I see you. Right, and I think that this also leads us into our next story as well. Brittany Griner, she was arrested in Russia. I think maybe a week ago. Actually, no, not even a week ago because we didn't know the U.S. wasn't aware of when she was arrested. Right, back in February. Yeah, it was in February. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A week ago is when her wife spoke out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, I'm making sure I got that right. But nonetheless, in February, she was arrested at a Moscow airport after Russian authorities discovered vape cartridges in her luggage. They claimed that the vape cartridges contained marijuana, allegedly. And since that time, she has been detained. There's no information as to her release, court dates, whether she has legal representation or anything. It's just pretty much this is what happened and then there's a void. Her wife did speak out and expressed first her thankfulness to have the support of the many fans of Britney Griner and also requesting their privacy as they continue to try to get her wife home. Britney Griner is a fellow Texan because she did go to Baylor, I believe. She's from Houston. Right. Okay. So she, yeah, she is a fellow Texan. And I just wonder how it's being conveyed there in Russia as a black woman being arrested on the allegation that she was somehow trans I mean or was transferring an illegal substance yeah I mean t- to put it out there being from Texas she does have two of the Congress folks from Houston working with the State Department to try to get her out of right. course it's not the best time that this is happening with with what's happening with Russia and those strange relations that are currently going on and so they're not sure what's going to happen but Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and Colin Allred once again they're both from Texas and the Houston area have been working closely with the State Department trying to figure out what can be done to get her back to get her out and and, and make sure that you know she's safe because like you said there's not a lot known Right. And that's kind of the, the biggest problem. They just know that that case has been open and she could be sentenced up to 10 years in prison. And, you know, as we just talked about how Russia treats black folks, people of color. Mm-hmm. You also have how Russia treats LGBTQ oh, yeah. uh, IA folks as well. Yeah. Do Ooh. they have a law there about? Um, I, I believe they um, they, do. Don't, they only acknowledge man and woman union. Right. I don't believe they even acknowledge same-sex couples out there having not only the color of your skin, but your the preference of your love under scrutiny and uh, in some respects penalized or held against you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely a, a situation that we're hoping the best as it plays out. Yeah, a lot of people are, and uh, I think that's just the, the scary part of, of not knowing right what's going to be next. And, because uh, I think that the guy that was actually held in Russia a couple of years ago. I don't remember exact situation. I think he's still there. Oh, he was still there. That's right, because his family was speaking out Mm -hmm. and saying that they don't believe some of the allegations and the charges and believe that she's being used as possibly a political pawn. Yeah. I don't know. Again, there's so little information that's going in and out of Russia that we don't know what's going on. It's sad that it even took this long for them to even discover the fact that she was even being detained Mm -hmm. or had been detained. So 
I, I don't know. Yeah, her wife had, has come out and, and says, you know, she, they appreciate everybody's support and concern, but they also get worried when folks try to turn it into a sexist conversation of if she was a man, how this would happen. Mm. They worry about how that could inflame, I guess, Russia somehow, some way. So it's one of those things of they appreciate the conversations, but they kind of want to keep it focused on can we get her home? How are we going to get her home? Let's get her home and have those debates and topics for another, another day. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. But since we're on the topic of sports, I guess you might have heard the news already. Tom Brady's coming back. I'm switching it up because we need to, we've been in Ukraine and Russia and COVID and I'm trying to get to some lighter news. Tom Brady said, forget them kids. Right. Well, you know what? I think Tom Brady said, y'all ain't going to sit there and tell me when I retire because remember the story, rumor came out first. Mm-hmm. He said that, wait a minute, if this happens, I'm going to be the one to tell it. He did, and yeah. now I think he wants to have the opportunity to be the first one to break um, the story. Well, he said, I want to spend time with my family and, the, and, and kids. That was last month. A yeah. month of doing that, he's like, man, listen, I miss getting hit in the ribs on the football field. Mm. Forget these kids. Uh, I'm not back. Forget, not forget the kids that get hit in the ribs. Hey. <laughs> But he will be back for next season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It'll be interesting to see how well this season goes. I think, how old is he this year? Ancient. Okay. No. I, look, we're probably the same age. I'm probably the same age as him. I don't even know why I let my, myself say that. What was he, 45, 44? Something like that? Um, 41. I would put him at 41. I wouldn't even say he's at 45. See, I was thinking 41, but I don't feel like that's right. Uh-huh. Because I just don't want it to be. He's 44. Boom. Oh, he's 44. All right, cool. Well, he's he 45 he got, in August. It, this is his 23rd season, I believe. Yes. He, it's like, so I guess it's his Jordan year. I, so he feels like he wants to just go ahead and, you know, plow through it. See, and we can make fun of it and, and laugh and joke, but there is somebody who's not laughing. I know, right? There was an auction the day before Tom said he's coming back of his last touchdown thrown ball. Right. Do pay five hundred some odd thousand dollars for this last Wait, half a million dollars? Yes. Oh my god. For the last ball thrown by Tom Brady, because he's like investment. I got this memorabilia. Woo woo woo. The next day, Tom said, I'm coming back. Wow. Barring injury, that's not gonna be the last touchdown he throws. Right. You just paid five hundred thousand dollars for what pretty much will probably be a worthless ball unless you try to spin it as this is the ball that everybody thought was his last touchdown when he first retired then he came back try to spin it how you want to however i don't see this person making that five hundred thousand back right so this is today's lesson about depreciation (laughs) depression right so meanwhile also in sports mo williams who played a dozen seasons with the nba has left his coaching job at alabama state university of course an hbcu to be a head coach at jackson state university they are just racking up everybody so he will be joining Deion sanders on campus not on the field because it's two different sports he is the basketball again the basketball head coach the former head coach wayne brent is supposed to retire at the end of the season and so he's had two winning season among his nine at Jackson State. Brent did. And now he's retiring and his assessor has moved on in. Right. I believe Mo is from Mississippi. Hey. Uh, I know they say he's been returning home so he may very well be from Jackson. Of course many folks may remember him playing with LeBron, with the Cavaliers and he did make an all-star game as well. So he he can ball. He can ball. He was a a shooter. This could be something good for the students there. Right. As they work on rebuilding their basketball program We'll see if I don't think he's going to have the Dion impact to the basketball program, but I think he will have a impact to the basketball program of getting some of the talent that's going to come that way because Dion is Dion, right? That's there's that much difference there, or there's a big difference there, I should say. But it's it's good to see HBCUs getting these talents as coaches coming in, folks who wanting to reinvest into the schools and helping them their programs grow and succeed and definitely thoughts and prayers with Dion. Of course, he had his two toes amputated and I know that has been hurting him. Of course, he has his whole video documentary about that. But even he even talks about how he went through depression and having to realize that you're not that person you once were, right? That athlete you once were and even the pain going through it. So, But it's good that that they got Mo Williams there. I think he's going to do great at the school, I hope, and going to help draw some talent to the school so good luck right for our national news 
I'm more posing the question of what is going on, okay? Because there seems to be an issue with black people at the bank. I don't know what's going on with the banking systems right now because the headlines are saying that there's a lot of profiling going on at the banks. We already knew that some of these issues were happening from the capacity of mortgages and things of that nature. We talking to you, Wells Fargo, knowing that. Look. Oh, I'm about to say, dang. Hey, <laughs> well, look. Mm, I forget what where my bank account is. I know. You better watch yourself or your, your bank account is empty tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know. Right. Well, okay. So for the past couple of months, I feel like there has been an uptick, if you will, in the number of incidents that are being reported about black people at various banking You sites. talk about banking while black. Banking while black. I think it might be a new thing. Okay, so in October of 2021, there was a man, an Arizona man, that went to a credit union and was trying to cash a check for $3,200. And it wasn't quote unquote clearly authenticated by the credit union. When the system didn't read it, the branch manager called the police thinking the man was scamming. Well, he also reported that the check was fake. But that was never the case. What ended up happening with this case is the man is looking to sue because he felt embarrassed by the incident. Yeah. You know, he went in there, an upstanding citizen, yeah. go, you know, literally go cash a check. And he's being told that he's a criminal mm-hmm. based on, like I said, from a check from just his employer. Then we have another incident that happened in December. The man's name was Joe Morrow. He goes into U.S. Bank and he was trying to cash his check from, again, from his employer. He had just got off a 12 hour shift when he entered the bank and tried to cash his check the white bank manager john asquith questioned the check validity which only totaled 900 and after suspecting the check was fraudulent he also called the police now also if you've recently heard the black panther director ryan coogler he was mistakenly suspected of attempted robbery by trying to withdraw some money out of his own account yep my thing is first of all What is the cause of this uptick of the number of these allegations of black people going to the bank and scamming? But then also on the other side, yo, isn't this filing false police reports? Yeah, and there's a whole recording for Ryan Coogler's situation. And there's recordings, and also I want to give them justice as well. There's also recordings of some of the other cases. Mm -hmm. And it was a sister who did Ryan Coogler that way. Really? Yes, it was a black woman who was pregnant, and even listening to the recording, it's like, the the 911 dispatcher, you can hear how confused they were. It's like, so what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Well, he gave me a note, and asking for his money, and saying, you know, to keep it down, because he's trying to be discreet. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he has it. And he's like, so does he have a weapon? No, I don't think so. What's the problem well, right you know he i ask him questions and he keeps saying look at the paper paper had the instructions of what he wanted right it's in atlanta and we know what's been going on in atlanta with folks been acting wild right there's been some crime activities in atlanta mm-hmm. he doesn't want it announced out loud that you got sixteen thousand dollars in cash in your pocket right i want to be discreet about it i want everybody to know i got cash on me right a large chunk of cash right so look i wrote it down I got my mask up because I'm doing the COVID thing. Here it is. We good. You ask me questions? Paper. Right. Paper. Paper. And yeah, so it was a sister that did him dirty that way. And said she was fearful for her life and her unborn child, which I'm not really buying. You know, it's like, yo, I don't. He, he, he gave her ID. Like, it was a note. Right. His ID. Right. How is this a robbery when you give all your information? Like, right. Anything I've, you I've never seen a robber do that yeah. much. Uh, I'm robbing you, but here's my address, yeah. my name, my picture. Right. Here's my bank slip, my bank account information as well. Right. No, it's 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 not. And there's a sister in Houston who's a doctor. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard about her back in February. Mm-hmm. She went to go deposit or cash uh, her $16,000 check. Right. The bank, Ch- uh, Chase Bank, didn't believe it was her and wouldn't let her do that and didn't think that she had that money. So she's suing them for a million now. Um, so, I mean, what's what's the remedy to this? One, is it opening up more black banks and having something that we can go to to deposit and withdraw our money without incident? Or is it more of, hey, banks, y'all need to look at your protocols and see how these effects of these rules can discriminate against 
against some of your patrons? I'd say both, especially when you look at Coogler and it was a sister who did it to him, right? So it's like, okay, would that have happened at Black Bank if she worked there? Right. A great chance, apparently. And so I, I think, yes, we need to have more Black financial institutions, mm -hmm. but it looks like there needs to be some better training done as well to these folks of when they're coming in and, and what's happening. I understand some of them want to be vigilant or yada, yada, whatever, but... When folks are showing that much proof, evidence, mm -hmm. and you are trying to argue somebody down about they money, right? I think you have to understand why folks, and not you, you, but people would have to understand why folks would feel a certain kind of way. You telling me I can't get cash my check for my money right. that I work hard for, or I can't get my money out my bank account, right? I, you know how much money I put into this bank? Man, listen. Right. Yeah, there obviously needs to be a change in in these, like I said, these policies or a change in where we bank. You have to start, you have to bring some more lawsuits against them because Wells Fargo, you shouldn't be just rejecting half your black folks trying to get a home loan and whatnot. We just had this problem 10 years ago. Was mm -hmm. it? it was 10, yeah, 10 years ago, y'all was getting sued for what you're doing with um, the subprime loans and whatnot. And here right. you are again, Wells Fargo, we're going to throw you in the mix too. Don't hurt my bank account because uh, <laughs> you've been rejecting black applicants half of your black applicants when it comes to mortgage refinancing wow like, come on man wow. um come on yeah y'all know better yeah so i mean i just want to bring some spotlight to this because i, I like i said it seems like a, some plague almost that's going on at the, the banks and it's just like where is this coming from just want to put our folks on alert you know when going to the banks hey y'all better stop keeping your money under your mattress from now on stop it trust none of y'all right mind. but you know dig me a hole in there a few holes in the ground and just put my money in one of them holes. So y'all know where it's at. You don't know which hole. <laughs> Good luck trying to figure out which one it is. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. I so, hear them too while they digging. So boom. Okay. Well, moving along to, you know what? I'm bringing this up because we had an interesting conversation about this the other day. I know we are and we go in there. So, um, as you know, Kanye West has been in the news this weekend, and it was regarding his threats to Pete Davidson. He's always in the news. He's always threatening Pete, too. Yes. But um, but he also threatened D.L. Hughley. Yep. And in this particular incident, it originated from his concern of his daughter being on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And then the conversation, or should I say his monologue, transitioned into more uh, attacking D.L. Hughley, Charlemagne, and a couple of other people. Whoever and just came to mind at that time. Basically. Right. And basically calling them not a child of God. And everything underneath that mm -hmm. i think that of course just that aspect of it being the fact that he hosts sunday services and everything else is kind of interesting and contradictory to me but there's a lot of things that he does that are contradictory i think to all of us already well he also told dl he'll he, he he's not too rich to rub him out mm -hmm. he told dl he ain't got kanye said i don't have enough money not to take you out oh i heard that so not only am i calling you not a child of god i'm saying i got some goons that's gonna come take care of you so what right. you want okay. Okay, so we understand the premise of what's going on, right? My question is, are we stoking the flame or are we being compassionate of the breakdown? And let me clarify uh, this, this question that I have. Because we all are aware that Kanye has a mental health issue. He's already said that he's not taking his medication any longer. Mm -hmm. And he is going through a lot as far as divorce and custody and things of that nature, which I, it appears is causing him an increased amount of stress, maybe causing him to have these outbursts. Okay. Now, since we know what we know, is this... The, the way that Pete and DL responded to him is it necessarily the best response in the situation that we're in. Now, please yes. tell the people of, do you remember the... I um, remember. Okay, so Pete, he said to Kanye that he was basically in bed with his wife. Yeah. Okay. Sent the picture to the show. Right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to break them down. Let's start with Pete, okay. right? Okay. So my issue with what Pete said is, okay, that's great, fine, and dandy. We all know that you were in the white. I mean, in bed with, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So we all know that he was in bed with Kim. Uh-huh. 
I just thought that the term your wife was not only disrespectful to Kim, but it was also an unnecessary jab at Kanye. And why I say that is Kim has spent the past couple of months of fighting just to be single and chop off West from her last name. Okay. And I think that, I don't know if it was a moment of anger for Pete or whatever it was, but he was definitely not considering the fact that he, I mean, Kim is no longer his wife. I mean, so technically your statement is false. Sure. But why would you say that it, somebody who's laid low all this time? Right. Why would the first thing that you come out with is something that not only is stoking the fire, but then disrespects your own girlfriend? Like, you asked if it was unnecessary. Yes, it was unnecessary. I'm trying to answer your question. You asked. Okay, go ahead. If it was unnecessary. I know, go ahead. No. Now, I get you, and we talked about the disrespect. Wait, hold on, wait. You're saying no, it was unnecessary at all? I'm saying I have no problem with him going at him like that because you asked, was that unnecessary and stoking up the flame? That flame, that fire. Fire ain't never out. He wakes up every morning looking to throw flames and fireballs at somebody, and Pete has been on his mind. Pete's been living rent-free in his head forever now, right? For a long time. Yes, I get what you're saying about calling her your wife and, and that. I understand that. However, Pete didn't just reach out and send a picture saying, hey, I'm in bed with your wife. Pete reached out and said, hey, look, man, I'm tired of you talking about me, calling me names, this, that, and the third. Let's get together. Let's talk about it. I think Kim is an amazing mother, too. To your kid she's the best mother i've ever seen let's figure out something because at the end of the day this is stressful on the kids as well what's going on mm-hmm. let's sit down let's talk about this that and the third kanye was like yeah why don't you come to a sunday service he's like i'm not trying to do a publicity thing i know that's what you like let's we can go to a spot sit in the back you and i talk man and man yeah he kept going he's like look man i'm trying to be nice with you when folks saturday night live wanted to make jokes and skits about you he was too right he said well since then he's like because Pete has done his in the past before, okay. before he got with Kim but he's like you know, they've been trying to do jokes about you I said nah he's like I've been places where comedians have been trying to do jokes about you I said nah like yay I'm I'm trying I am trying and yay kept poking at him okay don't act like yay was just innocent like yo but so don't th- act like how Pete- much are you gonna take though as, as a person and even as a man how much are you gonna take like I'm I'm trying to take the high road I'm trying to take the high road but let's I'm not I like, act like Pete is like innocent in all this because uh, let me make this disclaimer first before I go through my because I am not at all saying that Kanye West is right or I agree with all of his rants and outbursts and everything else. Okay, I'm just saying that knowing where somebody is and meeting them where they are is definitely important especially when it deals with their mental health sure now kim invited kanye to come with her to new york Mm -hmm. while she was on snl Mm -hmm. for kanye to help her with wardrobe and to practice for the show on that show she was on there kissing pete Mm -hmm. a lot of us were under the assumption oh my gosh she's over here kissing somebody but we all thought it was a skit and next thing we know is that they were dating Mm -hmm. not only were they dating but he had he being Pete and Kanye had I don't know whether it what type of relationship that they had but it was something to the extent where they had hung out on different occasions together sure so I could understand how it was not only a slap in the face when you're thinking that you're reigniting the flame with your wife and to see watch him watch her kissing what we now know is her boyfriend and you're thinking it was a skit poking the bear yay wasn't exactly not dating anybody when it happened yay had women around when it happened. So I understand what you're saying about... We don't know what type of relationship they had. They might have had an open relationship while he was in Wyoming. Look, they were... At that point when that happened, they were already separated. No, they were working on their relationship at that time. He thought they was working on the relationship. He's been the one saying, yo, I want you back. Even while he said that, he still had the other girl on the side. And like, yo, I want you back. I want you back. But he still had the gal. So he got mad and he saw that. Whatever. I, I, It is what it is. Pete has tried to be like, yo, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to hush. I'm going to be quiet. All I'm saying is that there's only so much 
a person or even a man can take of you. You keep talking about me. You keep talking about me. You keep talking about me. I ain't gonna say nothing. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. Apparently, not saying nothing ain't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So let me say something and let you know. I mean, you did a whole video about killing me and whatever. Still ain't say nothing. Whatever. Being quiet ain't doing it. I'm gonna need to say something. And I tried to be even peaceful with what I said. So yeah, he probably was a little ticked off and went for a juggler because it's like, yo, I'm just letting you know you ain't gonna keep talking crazy and then nothing was gonna be said to you or you just who you think you are so well i can tell you from article in october of 2021 uh-huh. it was understood that they were reconciling because even on the show when she introduced herself as kim kardashian west mm-hmm. and was alluding to him on the show and i think that you know and to give you credit i think she also alluded to the divorce as well mm-hmm. during the show but I believe there was a lot of mixed signals going on even from her at that time, too. So, again, I could see where the fire was sparked regarding Pete. I just see that they keep poking the bear and getting mad when he growls. So, But how is, if I'm not saying nothing, how am I poking the bear? I've been humming. I've been hushed. I ain't say nothing. You keep talking. How am I poking the bear when I'm not even responding to what you're doing? And I'm trying to be like, yo, I'm not going to feed into it. I'm not going to feed into it. But he fed into it. Because they kept poking the bear. Who if, cares? If he, bear's going to bite if you poke it. I know, but people talk about celebrities all the time. I think there was a great sermon by T.D. Jakes to talk about how he gets talked about daily. Sure. But you can't respond to everything. And like it's my, not I think individual. I, I think that even in Proverbs and even my dad tells me all the time, you can't argue with the fool because from a distance, you ain't going to know one uh, who's the fool and who's not. So my thing is, I mean, Pete, what you arguing for? Letting them know. like, and, and what, what, what is he knowing? And that he's with that I'm he's tired. with Kim? No, I'm tired of you talking about me. He, like, didn't, he didn't say he was tired. I, he just said he, like, he just gave him an update, a, a location share. And he gave him a dig. And that is him letting them know that, yo, I'm tired of it. I don't have to say the words to you. I'm tired of this. Well, you put her back into the possession of him by saying, calling me your wife. And, and, I, and I already told you from the jump. I get what you're saying from that. And that was probably from anger and frustration and that and that's something that they gonna talk about him and him Kim. and Kim. Mm-hmm. His whole thing was, you know what? I, I know for sure this is gonna make you feel some kind of way. It's gonna make you go crazy. And gloves off. Whatever. I'm gonna say my piece because I've tried to be nice. I tried to say let's reconcile. I tried to say let's sit down and break bread and talk about yada yada whatever. And you don't want to. And so at this point I'm gonna let you know something and I may not bring it up ever again. I may not address it. But I'm gonna get this off my chest this one time and yeah you can probably keep going if it was me i probably wouldn't say nothing else to him he shouldn't have said nothing to begin with but i'm gonna get that one time it's not gonna change what jay was gonna do like I him, right that's what i'm saying, saying that, so what was the purpose of it i want this off my chest whether call, so, so, so that's that, that not poking your the bear. wife so that's not poking the bear that's not stoking the fire because he gonna do it anyway that fire going cool i got this on my chest i'm gonna let you i'm gonna say my piece to make you mad now he got to deal with whatever going on with him and kim him being pete has to deal with that situation right that's that but as far as he was concerned he was fed up he, he was his beer had been poked but yo i say my piece and he may very well not say anything else again i don't know i don't know people like that i don't follow them pay them that much attention i just know if that was me i'd sit my piece and i'm back i'm gone but i'll let you know one thing you ain't gonna keep acting crazy and think nothing's gonna happen but yo keep going if you want to okay and, and I, that, I, that that was his way of saying that nothing's yeah. gonna happen what's gonna happen from you laying in the bed with her with he already knew that and it makes it's him location crazy. sharing right and, and he and it drives him crazy every time i mean but he didn't say nothing back to pete after that so i'm just all like yo what is location sharing put him in his feelings no i mean i think it was just dumb no it put him in his feelings i don't think it put him in his feelings it made probably made him feel good that he called him his wife again <laughs> no he mad and if he did he's still mad because somebody is up in the bed with her and I won't call her his wife, because, you know, we won't do that. But that would still drive him crazy, the fact that if you're trying to still, because he, he doesn't want the divorce. He's still trying to do everything he can so it don't happen. It's already done. Right. And it, but it, it, Legally, but in his mind, you got to be up in his mind. In his mind, it's still a chance, right? So that's still going to drive him crazy. And right. it, it is what it is. Now with, you know, look. With DL. With DL, 
Okay, hold on. Let me give him the. Let me give. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, and let me make this disclaimer about DL. By DL, I've always enjoyed his comedy and everything else, but I'm really disappointed in DL. And I know, again, Kanye goes on his rant, has his little outbursts and everything else. And he did bring Charlemagne and DL into that tweet that he or Instagram post that he put out there. And I can't read everything that DL said, but pretty much he dropped his location and said that he is in Calabasas and that somebody just dropped by CVS and pick up his Xanax. Right, because Ye said he would have people show up and take him out. I understand that, but okay, again, DL, I have heard his show and watched him mentor black men Uh and, of course, talk about the importance of mental health in the black community. Sure. And specifically, let's read one of his tweets from, I'm trying to remember when this tweet happened. Uh, This is from June 6, 2018. Depression and mental health illness are not voluntary. We've got to erase the stigma so people will seek help as readily as they would for other debilitating health diseases like cancer or diabetes. No shame. Each one reach one. Team DL. Okay. That was what he said. Right. However, mm-hmm. you are stigmatizing Is when he? you at the end of his old tweet Is when he? he goes on and says, can somebody stop by CVS and pick up a Xanax because it's making fun. No, somebody because- needs to. But somebody says, is making fun. He's making fun of the fact that he is taking medication. He's making fun of the fact that he's not taking medication. No. And he's openly he, not. Gay has said, I'm not taking my medication. What's that boy named D. Eldick saying? No, somebody needs to get him his medication because clearly this boy is off his rocker. So if you're going to send, if you can send somebody to come kill me, why don't you have somebody stop and pick up your medication for you so you can get right? Because Gay has openly said, and I agree, there is, there's the stigma of not wanting to get help. And that has to be covered. Well, this is not a case of I'm 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 trying to get better and folks. This is a flat out saying, nope, I don't want it. This is me. This is who I am. Take me. This is who I am. This is who I. This is what you get from me. And you're like, okay, look, his his, his whole thing with DL, and you know, it, he is a comedian who right. make jokes and, and pick on folks. Part of his set, right? Right. All gloves off. He came in and said, yo, yo, you you talking about killing me? I ain't worried about your mental health now. You want to send somebody? Fine, send them. Okay, so get your medicine to get yourself better too. I'm glad you just said that. So where is is that the line that we draw? Is that hey, when he makes the allegation to say you're gonna kill him? I'm supposed to be like, oh man, oh dang. He crazy. He won't do it. You said you're gonna send somebody. Well, you have him come get me. Get your medication too, and get get yourself right. You want to come after me? This is what you're doing. Get yourself right. Get on your stuff so you can be better. Is that the way that he said it, though? Yeah. No, he did not. You want him to say it in a lovey-dovey, caring way. Hey, Kanye, man, look, go get your. No, he said, look, if you're gonna be bad enough to send somebody to kill me, be bad enough to have him get your medicine to help you out too. All right. So yeah, get that for you. And I I don't have a problem with him coming at him like that because once you threaten to kill somebody and say I will show up at your home or whatever to get you you don't know who's in my house family could be in my house wife could be in my house kids could be in my house but you coming for me mm-hmm. there is no pleasantries anymore once you threaten to kill somebody yeah that's true I just think that like I said DL I think pushed it a little bit too far from from my taste sure and I just think that there was a better approach for somebody that we all know is having having a mental health crisis and how to address and help him to seek help. You can't help folks who don't want it though either, right? I understand that you can't. Right. You say that all the time of, you know, if they don't want it, you're not going to make them do it. Right. And it's a thing of, it's probably going to sound bad, but do you waste your energy on that because your energy can be spent better helping those who who want it or do you keep trying to help somebody like, no, he said this is who he is. This Mm -hmm. is who he wants to be. This is who he's proud to be. Mm -hmm. Then you get all that comes with it. I can, you know what? And even from this conversation, I can tell that even as a you know as a woman we're more nurturing yeah. right yeah. and i just think that i guess that is how i would have approached the situation versus having more of a, a abrupt and aggressive response you know two negatives don't attract and it's not gonna be 
you know. Right. And I didn't want to take that angle of man, woman reaction to it. Right. But yeah, I think that's going to, it plays a role. Like no matter what or how you try to be, ain't, ain't nobody perfect. And your reaction is going to be different based on that role, on that nature of what you're seeing. The same way Ye wants to protect his family and, and himself is probably the same way DL is now feeling, what's feeling when you say, I'm going to take you out. Right. I got folks to come get you, so. Right. You know, it, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a touchy subject, right? It is. It's a sensitive subject. Even when we've talked, I've said as many times, I hope he gets help. I can tell you, I got the medication I take, and I can promise you when I don't take it, I feel a difference. Mm -hmm. I know, and, and when I don't take it, I know I didn't take it. It's not by accident. Well, it is by accident, but yo, you feel different. You know different. You react to things differently. It helps, mm -hmm. and you make that choice. And so, you know, I hope he eventually gets the help that a lot of people thinks he needs, but he doesn't. I don't know what it will take for that, if anything. Right. Because he's, according to him, he's happy with how he is and how he's acting. Yo, I, I'm I'm hoping, truthfully, that folks will just stop paying attention to it because it seems like people wake up every morning and go to his Instagram page and try to see what, what new happened? thing is he starting with now. I know, but when you respond, you are bringing him back to his page. You bringing, you putting attention back on him. And that's what I'm saying. Ignore. You got to hit the ignore button. I do all my exes. I mean, come on. You got to know how to do it. I, I think it's the, it's the, the man-woman thing. Of, and, you know, you're only going to go for so long. And what's that thing Shannon Sharp said? What do you say? My name is Shannon. I'm not in the Bible. Find Jesus or what? Something to that effect. <laughs> like, like, I'm I Shannon. Honestly, here, DL. He I'm not that. in the Bible. So I, I think it's that same thing of like, yo, you're looking for the guy in the Bible? That ain't me. I, I, I got my flaws. I'm right. going to try to do right. However, I'm not that man in the Bible. You catch me on a bad day, on a wrong day that we all have. And it's not going to be that nurturing, caring answer or response you're going to get. You're going to catch some venom back at you. Ain't no Kanye, how are you gonna threaten to kill somebody on a Sunday? After Sunday service, you didn't pray for him. You didn't pray for your situation and everything else. And the only thing you do after Sunday service is get on there and go off on everybody like that. We we got we gotta update the prayer circle. Well, yeah, like I said, man, I hope he gets the help he needs eventually. Mm -hmm. Um I know it won't happen because it, it's clickbait and it's good for them to see what he's saying in the blog mm. and everything. But why do you say it won't happen? I, I know I know the clickbait, but who's driving that clickbait? Is it him, or do you feel like his team is maybe behind? It's uh, all him. him. Okay, it's that's he is. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that can duplicate what he's saying or doing. And the blogs and others know that I will get clicks if we talk about this and folks will come. And, of course, clicks equals money right. and attention. And so it's all driven by that. And, you know, I hope at a certain point folks are just like, okay, I'm tired of this. Right. Like, that's what stokes the fire, truthfully. That, that attention that he's getting and keeps getting, it stokes the fire because as long as people are going to keep listening and paying attention and feeding into that, he's going to keep doing what he's doing because you see me. Right. All right. Well, we're going to end our show on a good note. She we had a lot that we talked. Huh? What'd you say? So She's going to cut my throat, y'all. Y'all may not hear from me next week. Whatever. Out of him. <laughs> we're going to take it into some black excellence. And bring some joy into the back into the show. And not saying that we didn't have some today. We yeah, did. It was fun. It was. Parts but... of it. <laughs> no. Look, all of it was fun. Uh, Shalonda Young. She yes. has become the first black woman to lead the White House Budget Office hey. following her Senate confirmation. Um, the vote was 61 to 36. Mm, mm -hmm. So she was the acting director of the Office of Management and Budget for the past year and was just finally confirmed. Of course, it's an historic moment. Yes. And it happened to be on Women's Equal Pay Day Bam. on that same day. So just being the fact that she's a woman yes. and in the budget office. Hey. It does mean a lot. Um, she's actually worked on the committee, the House Appropriations Committee, for more than 14 years. She got experience. And she took over as staff director in 2017. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to her. Yes. And her confirmation. That is amazing. Yes. Also, good and bad news. Uh -oh. I will say in the land of, in, in the panther land. Oh, our president, uh -huh. Lord have mercy, my brain. I, I was about to call her Dr. Wright. That was a former president before yeah. her. Ruth. But um, Dr. Ruth J. Simmons, uh -huh. she is stepping down. She will be staying in her post until a successor is named. If the um, 
Oh my gosh, what is the man's name? Um, you talking about the A&M Chancellor? Yes, Sharp. thank you. John Sharp. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why is Dr. Wright? Hey, Dr. Wright, he is on my mind today. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, she's, like I said, staying in her post until a successor is named. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot at the university over she the has. past couple of years. And even in her message that she sent out to the Prairie View family, she did highlight some areas not only that she has helped and advanced during her tenure, mm-hmm. but also opportunities mm-hmm. that Prairie View could build upon. Build, thank you. Yep, build upon you. in the future. So I just think that we are losing a great yeah. asset in our PV community. Mm-hmm. But I know she's probably moving on to bigger and better because I do know when she first took on the job, it was supposed to be very brief. She right. was kind of just filling the role after Dr. Wright. She was going to be the interim and then they Correct. talked her to doing it. And, you know, she was retired and living that retired life and right. probably wants to be like, yo, I'm trying to chill. <laughs> All right. I, I, I got this school going on a good direction mm-hmm. she's done great you know when she got hired i text b and was like yo man this is gonna be good for the school with her background she's gonna do great things for the university and excited to see what she does and she's done some great things for the university and you know hopefully the school will build like we like she said and you said on that mm-hmm. and you know continue to move forward and you know wish her nothing but fun times and relaxation right if she's going into the full retirement life you know she may do some consulting or something whatever where it's not too much um, but, you know, I, I hope she's over able to just relax and enjoy her time doing w- whatever it is she wants to do. And in her message, she said, be assured that while I will step down from the presidency, my work for Prairie View A&M will not cease. Many supporters from around the country have initiated programs and offered support to the university. And I must assure them not only of my unwavering gratitude, but also of my continued dedication to fulfilling the promises made to them when they elected to partner with and support the university. Mm-hmm. So, again, thank you, Dr. Simmons, for her continued commitment and dedication to the uplifting of the community. And I see what's on there for the last story, and I'll let you have it. Why are you saying it like that? Because. I spoke nothing. Did I not speak nice of you? Yeah, nothing nothing uh, but nice things to say. Exactly. There ain't nothing negative to say. I spoke very highly. Oh, please. I could have went any direction I want to go. You don't know me. Um, Shout out to North Carolina A&T. Them Aggies keep doing great things. I mean, the men's indoor track team, they came in second to UT. But, you know, HBCU competing on that level, getting that high, unheard of. So shout out to them for that. But this is about the Aspire program, Disney Aspire program. They're partnering with North Carolina A&T to have this program done at the university. They are the first HBCU that is being a part of Disney's Aspire network of educational providers, enabling 80,000 plus people to have part-time and full-time employees cast members to get a degree but also have that that mentoring network as well and so this is you know they're going to work to get to the other hbcus as well and, and to branch it out but this is something that's going to help with covering tuition and book and so yeah you know shout out to to disney for partnering up with them for that and ant leading that way as they tend to do with a lot of things of being the first school to do this with disney and setting up the students who go to school there for success Right. Well, you know, we've gotten through a lot today, but I guess that concludes our show today. <laughs> show me that phone. Because I see somebody else agree with me out yeah. here. She sees somebody agree with her. She want, to, want me to see. I thought it was some breaking news. No, it wasn't any breaking news. No. I ain't the only one that's saying this. Nobody way. agreed with me. Look. No. Well, look. Difference of... Opinions. Right, that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. But anyway, like I said, I guess that concludes our show today. It was a pleasure chatting with you, Mr. Banks. Ditto. And also, our great, great Vine family listening in. Hey, tune in next week. We love you. We'll chat with you next week. But you can catch us online on Facebook and Instagram at The Grapevine Talk or on Twitter at The Grapevine ATX. Again, we are on podcast platforms. Talked about it earlier in the show, but you can check us out on www.kazifm.org. All right. Until next week, we out.